0: But I told him, I was like, I think maybe I can see into the future. And he was like, oh, yeah, I used to have that, too.
1: Thanks for listening to Offbeat, a podcast from the Diamondback. I'm your host, Alison Mollenkamp. America's religious and spiritual landscape is changing. According to data from the Pew Research Center, the share of people who identify as religiously unaffiliated has risen nine percentage points since 2009. But that doesn't mean that believing in something larger than yourself has gone out of style. Some UMD students are finding spirituality outside of a church or temple. Tarot cards, crystals, and astrology help them think about their lives and feel more connected to the world around them. I can't tell a sun sign from a sunburn, so I'm handing this one off to Tanine Momeni, a diamondback photographer and enthusiast of all things mystical. She'll be your guide from here.
0: Is okay. I just like feel pulled to do it. And so, my name is Nada Mboya João. Um, I was an English major with a history and creative writing minor when I was at UMD, um, but now I'm just here.
2: Nada graduated in 2020. She runs a blog called The Catholic Mystic where she offers tarot card readings. The blog's name is a nod to her upbringing in church and the way it intertwines with her spiritual practice.
0: When you think about Catholicism, it's all just witchcraft anyway. We like transform wine and bread into a body in the middle of a service where people are chanting in a foreign language. Um, So that's that's really all it is.
2: When she was a kid, Nada had dreams that she says would then predict actual events. She worried about how her parents would react because of their Catholic faith, but decided one day she had to tell her dad.
0: But I told him, I was like, I think maybe I can see into the future. And he was like, oh yeah, I used to have that too when I was a little kid. And my mom did as well. But then we got baptized and it went away. And I was like,
3: what do you mean?
0: He just, he like didn't care at all. He was totally fine with it. And I feel like that... um was kind of my green light to just be like, okay, let me just look into all of this stuff and see what this is. It seemed like it was possible for it to coexist with my Catholic faith.
2: Nada says astrology was her first love within the spiritual world. She taught herself palm reading from the internet in middle school. Tarot came later, during the pandemic. She was kind enough to do a reading for Offbeat reporter Riley Brennan.
0: So we'll do, like, past, present, future,
2: Riley told Nada about a new romantic relationship in her life, and it became the main topic for the reading
0: That is kind of the story that I'm getting with your tarot so you your past is a page of wands. you can see this person is like by themselves getting ready to go um to like go forth into the world. You know the pages are all about like new starts, starting something a fresh new idea, you're like ready. Um, And then your present, you have the two of cups in reverse and then the knight of wands and the four of wands. So what it feels like is like you, like you said, like you got into the relationship kind of like, let's do this and see where it goes. Because the two of cups is the relationship card. But I honestly see it going really well because you have the knight of wands and the four of wands. The four of wands, I will say, is the marriage card doesn't mean that you're going to marry this person but I do feel like you are entering kind of like a honeymoon period a period of it just feeling like absolutely blissful and in your future you have the ace of pentacles and the pentacles cards represent the um the earth signs and because that that's why I was like oh yeah he's a Taurus, because this popped out right before you said that so it feels the aces too are like gifts so it feels like this relationship for you right now is a gift from the universe it's what you need to be doing right now to not only like have a relationship with someone and like love someone and care for them and like learn what that looks like for you but also to be cared for in the way that you deserve to be cared for to be spoiled a little bit and treated like honestly the queen that you are that was the message that I got yeah that's exciting I like that
2: Riley's reading was pretty positive, but Nada made sure to note that an ominous reading doesn't mean a person is doomed. It might just mean they're going down a bad path, but could change course. Nada explains how she views her craft and its core.
0: For me, astrology and tarot and, like, all of this psychic stuff is really just about connecting back to the Earth um, and, like, the world around us and tuning into the energies of the world around us. And I feel like part of that is the energy of God and the energy of Christ. And people might disagree with me. Um, I'm sure if it was 1432, I would be on fire right now. But that's just that's just the way that I interpret it.
2: Some, like Nada, incorporate mystic rituals into their existing beliefs. Others find a new religion entirely. Connor Evans is a senior Russian major with minors in Arabic and international development and conflict management. She's also the founder and president of the Pagan and Witchcraft Council at UMD.
1: I wanted
4: a community. I um, I think it's really important for whatever religious tradition you have to have a community that you can celebrate and kind of talk to.
2: Connor was raised non-religious, but is now Hellenic and Gaelic polytheist. Much of her religious practice is prayer.
4: There's a lot of like little tiny... Um, historically based holidays that I kind of just celebrate individually. I'm, I bake something and I you know, make my boyfriend try all these goofy recipes that I find on the internet and um, just kind of like give thanks and
1: a lot of prayer.
2: The Pagan and Witchcraft Council hosts interfaith discussions, goes on field trips, and sometimes performs spells together. While COVID has canceled some of their activities, they're still hosting some events online.
1: Right now
4: we're uh, doing a book club. Uh, so we're reading, uh, it's called Aradia or the Gospel of the Witches. It's from the 19th century and we're reading that and dissecting it and kind of like looking at all these historical kind of things or symbolisms.
2: Connor recommends books as a way to learn more about paganism and spiritual practices. It was a common theme among those we spoke with about spirituality. Tanya Terra Martinez practices on her own and offers guidance and tips on her own astrology and tarot Instagram. She also recommends educating yourself through reading, though she acknowledges the role of social media as well. She says to be conscious of who you follow and whether they are conscious of cultural appropriation
3: follow poc creators Let's not to say you can't follow white creators but i think just be intentional of the ones that you do follow because like i said some people just naturally do not keep these things at the forefront of their mind and you're going to miss out on some of that education if you don't um if you're not intentional about the content on um, the content that you consume um so there's that and also um while i do enjoy you know tiktok youtube instagram um books <laughs> i think books are so wonderful because someone can only say so much in a one minute video And in a 20-minute video, people can say a lot more, right? But that still doesn't encompass all the things that you can learn in a book, and then you can always reference it instead of, like, you know, skipping through a 20-minute video or trying to rewatch a one-minute one. You can go in your book, you can highlight, you can, like, write things down, and I feel like that's really helpful.
2: Tanya is a senior majoring in criminology and criminal justice and public policy. She is also working towards a master's degree in public policy. She notes that many of the online faces of the spiritual practice are white, However, some of the practices themselves have roots in Native American cultures, Hinduism, and other non-Western religions. Mindfulness is important in the practice of Hinduism. Several ancient cultures, including the Hindu tradition, have harnessed the energies of crystals and metals for healing purposes. The concept of chakras, centers of balance, and energy located in the body also comes from India. Native American traditions include the use of sage for cleansing, a practice that has been appropriated in other spiritual rituals. And people all over the world have looked to the stars for meaning for thousands of years. Of course, it can be difficult to trace the roots of spiritual practices, and not all practices have a clear lineage. However, commodifying the rituals can give significant economic benefit to white creators, and not all practitioners give credit to the cultures whose spiritual beliefs have been co-opted. For her part, Tanya makes sure to look for creators who keep questions of appropriation front and center. She also looks for LGBTQ plus practitioners.
3: There's a common misconception that spirituality is like very open minded, but there can be a lot of people in the community that are like homophobic and transphobic because of the idea of like divine feminine and divine masculine, um, which I myself like you know don't ascribe to, um, and I feel like. That that, that, like homophobia, transphobia, racism, that can all go into it gets ignored under the guise once again if we were saying, oh, it's just my soul, it's just my spirit. But it's like, you know, we still live in a very real material world. And, you know, our actions have consequences. Um, And I think that's something that always needs to be kept in mind.
2: Tanya asks critical questions of spirituality and practice. She interrogates its relationship with her own Christian upbringing. But she says ultimately she decided to go ahead because the practices make her feel good.
3: I think what all of these things do is help me uh, get closer, a little bit closer to achieving um, inner peace. Um, I don't believe that people have to believe in anything necessarily to have some peace. Um, But I feel like especially for those who have like a little bit more of either existential anxiety or just anxiety in general. um, I myself um, have generalized anxiety. um, It kind of helps to like have something to focus on um, and something to kind of like care for and have like have that self-care time. Of course, you can do that in a non-spiritual, non-religious way. uh, But that's something that I chose to do.
2: Whether as self-care, religion or a sort of spiritual therapy... UMD students looking for guidance in the spiritual world can look to books and social media to start their journey. Up next, Assistant Offbeat Editor Kimmy Fleming gives a crash course on astrology and horoscopes. Learn how to find your sun, moon, and rising signs. Plus, what signs are most common among Diamondback staff?
4: Ever wondered how to read your birth chart and understand what your zodiac sign means? In this segment, we're going to break it down for you. The zodiac signs correspond to the 12 constellations that lie along the apparent path of the sun, called the ecliptic. When you hear someone talking about their sign, they're normally talking about their sun sign. The sun sign is said to reflect your core essence and is determined by what zodiac constellation the sun passed through on the day you were born. The signs are broken down into four elements, air, fire, water, and earth. Each of these have distinct traits similar to other signs within that element. Here's a breakdown of the 12 signs and what they generally mean. Aquarius is an air sign and applies to birthdays from January 20th to February 18th. Aquarius born are typically progressive, original, and independent, but can also be temperamental, uncompromising, and unlikely to express emotion. February 19th to March 20th defines the water sign Pisces. Pisces are generally compassionate, artistic, and intuitive, but also overly trusting and fearful. If you're born between March 21st and April 19th, you're an Aries. This fire sign is highly competitive, honest, and direct. Aries also tend to be impulsive and impatient. Taurus birthdays are from April 20th to May 20th. This is an earth sign and is generally reliable, patient, and responsible. Taurus can also be stubborn, possessive, and uncompromising. May 21st to June 20th defines the air sign Gemini. Geminis are gentle, affectionate, and curious, while also being nervous, inconsistent, and indecisive. Cancer is a water sign with birthdays spanning from June 21st to July 22nd. Cancers are highly imaginative, persuasive, and emotional, but they can also be pessimistic, suspicious, and even manipulative. If your birthday is between July 23rd and August 22nd, you're a Leo. Leos are fire signs and tend to be generous, cheerful, and humorous, but they can also be stubborn, arrogant, and self-centered. Next, we have Virgo. The birthdays for this earth sign span from August 23rd to September 22nd. Virgos tend to be loyal, kind, and hardworking, while also being overly critical, paranoid, and shy. Libros are air signs born between September 23rd and October 22nd. They are cooperative, gracious, and social, but can be indecisive and non-confrontational. People born between October 23rd and November 21st are Scorpios. This is a water sign, and Scorpios tend to be resourceful and brave, but also distrusting and jealous at times. The fire sign Sagittarius defines birthdays from November 22nd to December 21st and are typically generous, idealistic, and humorous, while also being impatient and unfiltered. Finally, we have Capricorn, which is an earth sign with birthdays from December 22nd to January 19th. Capricorns are responsible and disciplined, but can also be unforgiving and condescending. Now, that may seem like a lot, but having a basic understanding of the signs is critical to reading your chart. You also have a sign for every planet, depending on its location at the date, time, and time zone in which you were born. Each rules a different aspect of your life. In addition to your sun sign, there are two other major indicators, making up what some call the big three. Your moon sign represents the subconscious side of yourself that you typically keep hidden from the world. This is the zodiac in which the moon was at your time of birth. Your rising sign or ascendant is defined by the zodiac sign that was on the eastern horizon when you were born and represents your physical body and outward appearance, including how others perceive you. To give you an example of how to put all this together, I'll read you my chart. My birthday is March 5th, so my sun sign is Pisces. Based on my time and place of birth, my ascendant is in Leo and my moon is in Pisces. This means that at my core, I'm creative and in touch with my emotions, but I also tend to have my head in the clouds. Others perceive me as bright and good-natured, while internally, I am empathetic and vulnerable. There are multiple websites and apps online that can help you determine what your main three signs are and what they say about you. Apps like CoStar and The Pattern offer in-depth astrology readings and daily horoscopes. However, it's important to note that they have been scrutinized in the past over privacy concerns and allegations of manipulation. Remember, these readings aren't to be taken to heart. Just because your horoscope says you'll never find love or something negative doesn't mean that's true. But learning more about your own chart could help you better understand yourself and relate to others in a new way.
2: Curious about which signs are most common among Diamondback staff? According to an April survey of 42 Diamondback staffers, 19% said their sun sign was Aries, including me. The other most common signs were Aquarius with 14.3% and Libra with 11.9%. The least common sign among staff polled was Gemini, at only 2.4% of respondents.
1: Thanks for listening to Offbeat. I'm your host Allison Mollenkamp. This episode was created by Riley Brennan, Kimmy Fleming, Rena Torchinski, and Danine Momeni, who was also in the host chair. Thanks to the whole Offbeat team for their hard work. Our music this month is Mystic by Moments. If you'd like to hear your music featured on the show, DM us on Twitter at dbkoffbeat and follow the Diamondback on Twitter and Instagram at the dbk. You can find a transcript of this episode at dbknews.com. If you like the show, make sure to tell your friends and leave us a rating and review. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next month with a brand new episode.